is Beth Blanco, and I want to welcome you to the Dust Yourself Off My Dear podcast, where we talk about resiliency and using your past mistakes and and, um, experiences as the fuel for your greatest comeback. And I have an amazing guest today. Um, I'm going to tell you all about her. Her name is Kara Dempsey. She's the founder of Floatactivity and KaraDempsey.com, where she will help offer ways um, for women to live life with ease and purpose. And let me tell you a little bit about her story, and then you'll get to um, talk to her yourself, meet her. During her last trimester with her second child in 2018, her immune system started to shut down. At that time, she felt like she was swimming upstream. In February 2020, she underwent a complete mind, body, and soul transformation. She feels called to share ways to inspire women to make changes needed to flourish in their lives. And um, we're gonna we're gonna talk to her about how you can uncover, do use different tools, and help you live in your power. So, welcome, Kara. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Beth, for having me. Yeah, this is so, you know, I went also went through a complete transformation. I, I need to work more on the body part. It just seems like I've um, put on some unwanted pounds over COVID, but um, I'm working on that. I'm actually doing intermittent fasting and I actually got myself to the gym twice last week. But anyways, I can so relate with the body and soul transformation. So tell us a little bit um just about about that transformation and how you discovered you know that and what you what what you went through so the first thing that i realized there was a single moment that i realized that everything that was happening at that time the last i had two years where life was just so difficult i realized everything was happening for me and not to me so that's the first mindset that kind of gave me an idea of okay I am meant to do something with this. And so I became aware of that was being aware of the transformation that I was going through was ultimately going to help other women get out of, you know, that life of just not feeling their purpose coming through, not feeling like they were in a flow of life, kind of fighting against it. So that was, that that was the first step for me. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, And it it often is, an instantaneous moment um, where at least you make a decision. And I always tell people because I help them, you know, with money, you have to decide that you want something different. And um, that can be a pivotal moment. Now, of course, the journey to get there is not, you know, isn't a moment for sure. But I love that you, you realized that, Um, you know, I had suffered and a long time ago, it's been a, a long time now with crippling um, depression and anxiety and my mom would always tell me to fake it until I made it and that used to upset me so bad you know like you don't understand and and now looking back on it is I just needed to decide that this was you know I wanted to live differently and then of course you make that journey but um, I love that you brought up about making a decision um and I know that other passion that you have is um, using your intuition, which is, I have a very, very strong intuition, so I resonate that with that so much, but also finding your soul, your purpose. And why, why do you think it's so hard for us to find our purpose? Why don't we just know what that, what that is? 
you know? Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of it is so many of us have been put like the expectations from external forces. That's why. That's how yeah. I feel. Yeah. I feel like so many people tell us how we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do, and we forget how to connect with ourselves. And so, you know, it's kind of like what your mom was saying. It's like, was her voice louder or your voice louder? And it's like, you know, yeah, flowing into what you're dealing with versus ignoring it. You know, it's just being aware of what you're going through. And right. I feel like when the external forces come in, it disconnects us from our intuition. And so, uh, you know, a lot of where I healed myself was my cycle. I, um, a lot of my health issues were hormonal. And so getting off birth control and using my cycle was very eye-opening for me that, you know, if someone experiences a cycle, it's literally a cycle. So there's times to do certain things within your cycle. And when you fight against it, that's when you're fighting against your flow of life. And yeah. so it's it was a powerful thing. It's like I used my cycle to heal myself, but in the process, I unlocked this box of productivity in using my cycle. And it's allowed me to rest when I'm supposed to rest. And when I rest when I'm supposed to rest, I am much more productive in my other phases of my cycle. So it was allowing me, that was, I had such a masculine hustle mentality. Uh, Oh, I can so relate. (laughs) Yes. And how I healed that, how I connected to my femininity was I never experienced a cycle almost my whole life because I was on birth control. And so when I actually started to understand my cycle and connect to it, my feminine nature came through and then my intuition became stronger. And then that's kind of where it's come from. Wow, that's so interesting. I also, I'm, I'm yin yang. I've always been this hustle. Like I have three college degrees. I went to school on and off for 15 years because I just never, I, I recognize now that I never felt good enough. So I was always trying to achieve that next thing. Um, but I also am very spiritual and um, have a very strong intuition, but I kept pushing that off because of the hustle and the grind and I'll figure it out with my brain power not my heart power um and my life changed when I stopped doing that I stopped hustling and I um I I connected more with myself and what my what my heart desired and which was what my soul desired um the other thing too is human design we're we're differently and that also helps you Uh, to tell you know to say hey um are you a hustle mentality or should you you know be more relaxed and everything tell us a little bit about how human design and float activity work together if you've um, studied that at all or at least from your experience yeah so ultimately there's been a few things that have really helped me in my path of purpose this is kind of how i I, my journey has gone. Like my cycle connected me to my feminine. It healed me. Human design allowed me to show up as I am. Mm-hmm. I was fighting against my design. I burnt out because I was not listening to how I was built. And then, and what is another sign, Kara? Yeah. So I'm a manifesting generator, and okay. so I'm meant to do a lot of stuff. And 
while that was a huge part of it, the my strategy, how I make decisions was ultimately the moving point okay. of it. And so that allowed me to connect to my intuition. So both those things really helped me connect to my intuition because my strategy is feeling in my sacral. When I, I can say it's a heck yes, or I can say it's a heck no. And if yeah. I don't get either of those answers, then it's a not right now. And gotcha. my hustle mentality was like, yes, do it, do it, do it. It doesn't matter right. if I'm gonna get burned out. And so knowing, listening to my body, I mean, that's literally it using my sacral is using my intuition to say like, is this meant for me? Is it not? And that was a life-changing thing for me. Yeah. I'm a generator, but I'm also in, I know you are looking at my chart. I don't understand it as well as you do. I just like very surface stuff, but, but my sign also, um, checks in with the sacral, right? too as well let's see let's look take a peek at you are actually um emotional solar oh, plexus oh, is solar your plexus. authority okay. i knew yeah. it was something um yeah something and, and and that makes so much sense kara because throughout my life like even before i was ever you know spiritual or anything if i was upset or worried or stressed it always would get a stomach ache so i always have, you know, I, I always had that, but I just didn't know what it was. Um, and so much, I think, and I think this is really true for a lot of women is we don't know how to put up boundaries. Like we say yes to way too many things and probably 75% of them, we want to say no, but we, we feel like we're going to disappoint somebody or somebody might be upset with us. And, um, that's been my hardest journey is is how to put up those boundaries and, and say no. And I love that you said, this is either a heck yes or a heck no. So tell me, have you have you struggled with boundaries and has have gotten better at it if you have? And let's talk a little bit about boundaries, I guess. Yeah, boundaries, whew, that was a hard one for me. <laughs> I had none. I literally did not know what a boundary was. And yeah. I was a, a hairstylist for 19 years. And I was just always doing whatever I could to please everyone else around me. Yeah. And it was to a point where like, I, like, I did not know how to care for myself as a hairdresser. Oh, like goodness. I would go without drinking water. I would go without oh. eating just to stay on task. And so ultimately like leaving my career was the best thing I did because still at this time, I've, I've spent about two years trying to build up my boundaries yeah and still now I would have a hard time with it because I ultimately want to make people happy even at my own expense yeah I can relate and I felt like I had to take myself out of that situation to teach myself how to have boundaries and it's yeah it's been it's been hard it's been a hard lesson to learn I'm still trying to figure out how to do it and it's hard because I see people around me that still don't know how to have boundaries and they right. put the burden like it's someone else's decision someone else's thing to do and I'm like no 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 that's it that's right. your job if you don't like that that's your job to set the boundary and so I think that was the lesson seeing that was yeah. like oh I always expected other people to make my boundaries for me and I'm I'm the only person that's going to be looking out for myself so I got to do it you know oh yeah I sometimes joke with clients that um 
we're gonna we're gonna have a session on the art of giving a lot less f's because yeah. you know sometimes it's it's just the other person is not upset and you know we think they are but we can't let it go or we can't stop thinking about how we might have disappointed somebody um and you know sometimes just letting it go and not worrying about it might be the ba- might be what they need to learn to do because the other person has probably moved on you said no you weren't available or you couldn't do it or i bet a lot of people um try to ask you to fit in you know hair appointments when you were like stressed to the max i can't really take anymore but you know this is like my friend and i will i'll try to get you in and that can happen probably every day of your 17 years is my guess yeah oh all the time i mean it was one of those where and it was always the same people you know like i i would say probably the people that took advantage of me also did not know how to set boundaries themselves yeah you know and just even being more physical boundaries i found that um that wasn't the only case i didn't realize how much energetic boundaries played into it oh that i would take over a heavy conversation from one client and i would linger it to the next and the next and then by the end of the day i had this built up and i would be so depleted because my energy would be it would be gone because this energy I didn't know how to protect myself and a part of one of my huge findings of human design is that my emotional center is open which means if I'm around someone who also who has their emotional center defined or colored in I will absorb their emotions so say someone sits in my chair and they're sad I will feel sad and I won't know how to deal with that. And so coming to a place now of understanding that I need to set that energetic boundary before going into somewhere where someone might let their energies leak into my energy field. Right, right. And then you have to check in with yourself and say, this isn't even my sadness, you know, and I'm the same way. And um, I I call myself an empath. I I believe that I am an empath, but I do um, pick up energy around me. Um, and I also have to do that as well. But I know that I stopped watching, uh, like the news, for example, but I mean, talking a decade ago, just because it was so upsetting to me, you know, they have that one token, maybe happy story, you know, or whatever, but, but 98% of it was all horrific. And I just felt I couldn't, I couldn't shift my energy after watching the the news that I just I just stopped watching it like 10 years ago now I realize why and I still don't watch it for lots of other reasons now but um the fact that they lie but um you know I I just know that but now I know how to protect my energy and that's that's a really really great point um yeah let's so let's talk a little bit um more about go a little bit deeper into the human design and how did that play a role in like what you do now? Do you use that with your clients? Um, so I actually don't really deal with clients. I'm not per se a coach. I just feel like I want to share my knowledge with as many people as I can right now, just to let them step into their power. Gotcha. One day I may coach, one day yeah. I might have a program. I'm just 
very passionate about helping women get out of that overwhelm. And uh-huh. I feel like for me, human design was like, oh, that is me. I felt heard. Yeah. I felt seen. And I felt like people were trying to turn me into something I wasn't and seeing something that felt so real to me, it just felt empowering to be like, okay, I see this. I see my, you know, strengths. I see my weaknesses. How can I play that into my, my business, my home and work life? Ah, that makes sense. And I felt similar when I discovered human design, I was like, ah, it makes sense why we're all, you know, we're all different. And for example, um, my son, he he's ADHD also, but um, he's 22 now, but going through high school was a real struggle. He just, he didn't like school. He was a wrestler, so he was there to wrestle. And during wrestling season, um, he did much better in school because the coach was like, if you don't have good grades, you can't wrestle. So, so it proved that he could be better at school, but he, he just, the rest of the year, it was always a struggle. And I would go in you know, and have these parent meetings and we would set these goals and like, um, you know, for him for the year or for the semester or whatever. And I would say, you know, you guys, if you just started school at 10 o'clock, it'd be a lot better <laughs> on him because, you know, it, we're just, we're all different. Some people are warning people they're ready to go at the 7 a.m., you know, and others are, are dragging. And he is that person that, you know, it's like he doesn't even drink coffee, but you can't talk to him. Um, you know, really have a good conversation till about 10 a.m. Um, and so that's what to me human design kind of was like. It was like this aha moment that we're not all the same. We don't um, we don't react to things the same. We don't look at things the same. We don't process things the same. Um, so I thought that was was super interesting. Yeah, I feel like so many people are put in a box. Like we are supposed to do things. And like, I feel that with school. Like I felt like yeah. I did what I had to do to get through it. Right. And the one thing for me in the educational realm now, like a part of my natal chart is my son is in the ninth house of like self discovery and education. So <laughs> I love to learn, but I need to learn in a way that I can absorb it. And like sitting at a desk in school, I couldn't oh, yeah. do it. I was so distracted by everything around me that I did not absorb anything. Right. And it's like having people who have these courses that speak to me has been life changing because I'm oh, like, yes, I love to learn in the way that works for me. And so hopefully your son finds his little way to, you know, right. bring out the best in himself and not try to put him himself in a box that's not going to like bring out you know, what he's meant to do. Yeah, he's he's a musician, and but he, I mean, he does have a day job, but that is like, that basically, um, he does that so he can um, pay for studio time right now. And I, he's 22, and I'm not a dream crusher. So I'm not gonna say, you know what, about 1% of musicians make it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, he's young, He's he, he doesn't even have a girlfriend right now or a relationship, he's not married, no kids, like, go and figure out like I am that person that is like and because you know later in life he might not be able to even pursue it so um that's where he's at now but I don't know as far as like I don't know if this will be a career or I don't know if he'll 
take another path. I never really figured out what I wanted to do until I was around 35. So I think he's got plenty of time anyways. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think I think the one misconception of your soul's purpose is it's supposed to be the same thing for the rest of your life. And yeah. I was I was supposed to be a hairdresser for 19 years. Like yeah. I loved my clients. I built some amazing relationships, but I also knew when it was time to move on and it was time to listen to what my next step was. Yes. So right now he is meant to be a musician and follow that, like follow those dreams. And then yes. if he has to pivot and make a choice for something else, you know, right. hopefully it's easy for him or he, you know, can find the way to step into what he loves to do if it's not, you know, yeah. being a musician. You're 100% right. How did you know, just for the listeners out there, when it was time to leave um, doing hair, was it was it because of like health reasons or physical reasons? Was it emotional? Was it a little bit of all? Like, tell us, tell us how that story of how you left check 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 <laughs> um yeah i i all of it i mean my immune system was shutting down i mean i at the point that i quit i was actually on an uptick of getting healthy but it was to be honest i i was so in my head you know, I was still in a point where I was moving in like a spiritual journey, but I was still so much in my head. I didn't know how to stop. My days, my life was planned to the minute because of clients, because of my kids. You know, I had two young kids at the time. I mean, they're still young, but they were very young at the time. Yeah. And it took COVID. It took COVID for me to say, I have to stop working. We shut down and I had ultimately rescheduled all my clients because that's just how I am. I worked at the salon where they do it for me, but like I was just trying to control the situation. You know what I mean? And so I rescheduled all my clients back on my books and they're like, nope, we're going to push it out even more. And so then I I literally was like, okay, I'm going to let go. I was like, I am... I can't control this. So I'm going to take a step back. I took a breath and I finally was able to be in the moment. And that was the moment I was in my body. And the idea of me going back to work gave me so much anxiety because everybody else during that time was only thinking about themselves. Right. They were not thinking about how their actions could affect other people. And me and my family had been so sick for two years that I thought no one's gonna think if I am sick and I go in to get my hair done how it's gonna affect Kara and her family Mm -hmm. and so that idea really got to me and then I just was like you know I have this opportunity I always had this dream of being able to be home with my kids work on my passion and to be honest I had a, I had a meditation back around my spiritual moment and it was visualizing my most perfect day. And it wasn't like a, yeah. I won the lottery perfect day. It was right. just a, what are you going to do if you could live this day over and over again? And it didn't have me doing hair. It had me being able to focus on my health. It had me focusing on my kids. It had me trying to think about how I was going to take what I was learning and trans translate it to women and I was working at this time and I was like that's weird I mean I would never stop doing hair and what do you know fast forward 
two, three months later and I sat, I was drinking coffee and I go, oh my God, I'm literally living this future self meditation. Yeah. And so it was one of those moments where I was like, maybe I can do this. Maybe this is the time that I have this opportunity to do something different. That is so and, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful story. Yeah. I think that COVID did give a lot of people some opportunity to kind of reassess their life. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. And I, I love that you brought up that like future self meditation, because a lot of times when we look at, you know, the gurus or whatever, they're like, you know, sit standing next to a private jet or, uh, um, you know, a fancy car or something, but that's not the majority of our dreams. It would be more to, to get up leisurely, to sleep without having to set an alarm, um, to, you know, get up and have a, have a cup of coffee in your bathrobe and not have to like, you know, jump in the shower and get dressed and get the kids to daycare and get somewhere. Um, having, having no rules and having control of your time. That's what people tell me is, you know, is their dream. And I do believe that, that just, just have calling the shots is the ultimate, um, you know, dream life. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that was kind of the case was I had to redefine success in that process because I had this certain vision, what I needed to do to be successful. And so it took a lot of me redefining success, having to kind of tackle my money story because yeah. I really had this idea of like, I had to provide for my family to be successful. Right. And you know, that's not always the case, you know, sometimes yeah. focusing on yourself and your kids is going to help all of us be successful in the end, you know? Oh yeah. I, I've, I've been a certified financial counselor for 16 years. And a lot of times when people are either transitioning it, like, you know, a, a job is, um, maybe not even be their choice. Maybe that their position is being eliminated or they're being basically not, um, given the, you know, the choice, but given a, an early retirement or something like that. And then, you know, they, they want my help to look at the financial part and they're so focused on, they have to have a job that makes what they made because their, their feeling of success or worth is tied to that salary. When I try to get them to shift, well, let's look at the expense side, the number side and see, see what you need to make, because maybe you can make two thirds of what you made and make it, make it work and love your life more. And you know, sometimes it takes them a while to get to that or other times they're like, are you, do you think that's possible? And they don't even give themselves permission to dream. That's what, that's what's so upsetting to me is that people don't dream. And that's my, one of my goals is to um, get people to dream a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I was the type of person that like, if I was going to take off work any amount of time, I would have to fully prepare for it. Mm -hmm. I mean, a big reason of why my health went, you know, in a downward spiral was I only took four weeks off when I had my son because gotcha. oh. I, I ended up getting really sick prior. So that kind of went into my maternity leave as a hairstylist. We actually don't even get a maternity leave. So I didn't even give myself permission to take off work to, yeah. you know, because it was going to be unpaid, so you were think you were beating yourself up over 
not bringing in the in the money um and you probably needed it not to not to say that you didn't need i mean obviously people need uh money to pay their bills and everything but um you're right and our our society we we make ourselves feel bad if we can't you know you're giving birth for goodness sake and you know you're like i gotta bounce back i gotta get back to work in in a month you've got a month you know uh one month old and um back to work and back at it again and that's just kind of the the um that's insane don't you think a little bit (laughs) yeah that hustle oh no i look back and i'm like no wonder i was so sick I never, my body never had a chance to recover. And then it just kind of leaked out and around my whole family. Like we all went down and I mean, there was more aspects to it. My husband's yeah. company was getting bought out. So like his job was unsecure. So it, it, there was so much stress at that time that it's yeah. like, oh, no wonder I don't have a handle on things. Yeah. But, and you know, like our caretakers, we, we feel like, well, we'll fix it. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll take on more because you know, and everything, and, and you have already have been a self-proclaimed, you know, controller. <laughs> you you yes. already told us about that, so yeah, it yeah. doesn't doesn't surprise me that you know you're like, oh, you know, I I can do this. I I don't need that stinking maternity leave, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it was my second time, you know, why not? And, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those where I just see women that put this burden on themselves. And yes, I I do feel like I had to work then. And for me to stop working normally, I would have had to have a huge plan in place for that to be allowed. And it was one of those where I was like, I will look at what we can change. And we had to make big adjustments. But yeah life went on and I have let go of control as much as I can and I feel like I've done huge huge steps on that but it's yeah it's like a relief came like when I finally let go that I I couldn't control everything things got easier like things started flowing in the way it was supposed to and so you know I I needed to learn that lesson yeah that letting go was it was it instantaneously how did that process of you letting go was it just you finally realized that you couldn't control it you just let go or was there was there a process um because I think there's a lot of other people out there that that need to know you know where to start well like I said I had a very singular moment where I felt like the universe just woke me up like I literally just opened my eyes and in that moment I said I need help I'm surrendering Uh please help me just help me please please show me the way because I can't do this anymore and I just had this feeling in my body that it was like I got you right if you let go I have you and so that moment was was the singular moment that my life changed but I have had to learn that lesson over and over and over again in the process I found that you know I would get these ideas and I would get into my hustle mode like teaching myself how to not be in that hustle mode has been a lesson and so I would work past the point of listening to my intuition Mm -hmm. and then I would get drained and then I would and so learning how to Anytime that I don't know what my next step is, is surrender. Ask the universe to show you. And so 
that's been my biggest lesson in learning how to surrender is just ask the universe to show you and it will show you your next step. And if it doesn't show me my next step, I know it's time for rest. And I am always reminded how much rest is important in this process. And, you know, I'm still learning how to do that every day. That is amazing. I, mine was similar to that. I um, I had a an hour commute each way for, for 12 years. And um, about, I don't remember how many years it was into, probably around eight, eight years at this point. And I was at, the, I had that pivotal moment too, where I, I just can't do this anymore. I had, uh, my son was maybe nine or 10. Um, I wouldn't get home till eight at night. His sister was older and she didn't want to watch him and she wasn't doing a very good job. And he was just crying out like, you know, why don't you get, why do you get home so late? And you know, I'd have to get, I'd have to come home, I'd have to make dinner, um, you know, pajamas, bed, get up and do it all over again, just like Groundhog Day. And I just couldn't do it anymore. I would get to the point where I was literally like shaking on the way to driving to work. Like I, my car wanted to draw, turn around and come back, but you know, and then my mom would be like, you know, you've got a 401k and um, health insurance and you know this job blah 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 and I'm just like god I just and I remember crying out and just saying god I just I can't do this anymore and there was a pivotal moment where I got a, a call and I answered it. it was a local call but I didn't recognize it and it was it was the cops and my son was exploring this um closed down school and either the, the neighbors or I don't know if there was an alarm but they him and this other kid were in there and they um came and picked him up and for trespassing and just wanted to, you know to let me know that you know my my nine-year-old I think he was um was in this school and he wasn't supposed to be there and you know where am I and I'm like I'm driving home from work and that was my pivotal moment that this is my most important job as a mom and I can't screw it up and I can't do it over and I just put in my notice and um then the next thing I know I got offered a job I didn't even apply for and and then it led to working 100% from home and so you know I totally believe that when you let go and you say I don't know what to do and I I don't have the answers that the answers actually come that you take the first step and the stair step is built for you yeah it's a powerful thing and you know I think a lot of what I had to do and you know I know our family and parents they have our best interest when they say things like that yeah but I had to kind of cut myself off from that kind of talk because that external pressure that they would put on that I'm supposed to do this or I'm so good at this or what are my clients going to do if I stop working and it's just like I'm done thinking about how it's going to affect everybody else right now I'm going to work on how it's going to affect me and how it's going to affect my family that's 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 my priority right now and I just have to do what I can to protect that boundary and if someone doesn't like it then you know that's their own problem to deal with. Heck yeah. I mean, we, we do have to do that inner work. And um, you also said something that's really powerful is rest. We, we don't rest enough. Like we, um, you know, if we want to sit down and watch a, watch a program for a few minutes or read a book or, you know, um, just do a meditation, I have to fight myself from um, calling myself lazy or I could be doing the dishes or, you know, there's so many other things that need being done. What advice would 
you give to women out there that, um, and maybe even not even themselves, but maybe their spouse or somebody else would even, um, you know, say something to them about relaxing and doing self-care. What would you um, say to somebody just to help them and empower them? Yeah, I, um, you know, this was little conversations with my husband over time to kind of build up to where I am now. Yeah. I think he would see that I would get overstimulated with two small kids. When I would go to work, it would be a break for me. And so yeah. being home, I actually feel like I need more alone time and breaks than I did working. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those where he would see, um, he would see like being depleted. And so I, one of the things that I would highly suggest if someone can do this, i it's, it's hard to say how you can get to that point, but one thing that I did, and I started doing it during the pandemic, was I started taking a 24-hour period, and I know it's a luxury to be able to take 24 hours, and that I convinced my husband somehow that this was something that I needed, <laughs> yes. but it was a life-changing thing for me, and let me tell you, it wasn't always self-care fully around. You know, there was times where I would fully focus on my work, but I feel like I work better when I have salad chunks of time. Yeah. And I was only getting, you know, 45 minutes here or half an hour here. And so yeah. it was like once I started getting in the groove of things. And so I started setting up these 24-hour periods of time where I would c completely nourish my mind, body, and soul with food. I would try and limit social media because that's the thing that I need to, I need to stress to people is if you're getting that time away and you're automatically picking up your phone, watching Netflix, eating that food for you, well, that might be a form of self-care. You're not nourishing yourself. Right. And so being able to fully take, if it is an hour, if it's 24 hours, to really say, what do I need? What do I need to eat? What do I need to do? Is it sit there and just do that? I think if you start to do it little bit after a little bit, the people around you will see the benefit. So that's kind of the thing is like, you need a breakthrough to be able to talk to those people, set the boundaries to say, I need X amount of time. You can't bother me. If you're gonna be downstairs, I'm gonna be upstairs. Yeah. If you're gonna be upstairs, I'm gonna be outside. You know what I mean? Like just know yeah. that I am not here to make food. I'm not here to clean anything. I need to just focus 100% on myself and over time people will see how much it will benefit you yeah. and you'll know if you're giving yourself that nourishment but i recommend in that time period to not engage in social media any sort of media at all and just read a book listen to a podcast you know whatever it is that feeds your soul but feed yeah. your soul you know so when you take that 24 hour block do you do you leave the house because don't they hunt you down no um, they don't so they actually they um they respect that 24 hour time and and um you've probably got them trained now but what did, what did the first time look like expect i the expectations were put up front you know and my kids right now are only six and three so it it's like somehow still at that young of an age where we would say i have a sign on my door and if they see that sign, they can't come in, they can't come in the room. Okay. And so um, I want to say when we first started that, we there was a playroom. Right now, they I've actually taken over their playroom. Their uh -huh. playroom is now my office. Their toys yeah. are in their room. 
But, um, you know, if, if I had to lock myself in the bedroom, I locked myself in the bedroom. If I had to lock myself in the bathroom, I locked myself in the bathroom. And I would just say like, I am not doing anything. You know, I would plan ahead of time though. You know what I mean? I would say like, here's what you guys are having for dinner or here order pizza. I don't care. I would have my food planned ahead of time. So it would just be having the conversation of like, I need this time to myself. And it's setting that boundary. And it's just kind of, if something didn't work out the first time, it would be like, okay, hey, you guys, this happens. You know, is there a way that we can kind of change this? Um, There would be times where I would leave. I'd go for a hike. I'd go in nature. I would go sit in the hammock outside. So I would leave the house. But originally when COVID hit, like I was still doing this inside our house. Yeah. So I bet that gave your husband a real sense of like, if he was with the kids for 24 hours, he got this sense of, oh my gosh, this is what Kara does 98% of the time or whatever, you know, that percentage is that, um, that, that helps them to get an understanding of, of what we do. We're pretty badass actually. And um, you know, we handle it all, even though it's it's not without its, you know, um, toll on us for sure. But we make it look pretty easy, I think, in general. Yes, for sure. And it's just my brain needs to not worry about what you guys are doing. Yeah. I just literally need my brain to shut down from what your needs and I need to be able to focus inward. And that's yeah. what I need to be able to function is I get so caught up in my external you know, world that I forget to say, what do I need today? And so sometimes it takes that 24 hour period to say, but you know, the one thing before all this, before I went on this spiritual journey, before I left my job, I would work myself into the ground and I would make the excuse of, I'll take a day in two weeks from now, I'll get a massage in a month from now. And it's like, no, 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 you need to figure out how to implement tiny bits of self-care in your day throughout the day so you don't get to a place of burnout because I was for sure burnt out when I quit working. I tell people the same thing that, you know, what bring in aspects of that dream life that, you know, like we talked about earlier, and maybe that dream life would include um, having a bubble bath, you know, occasionally or whatever, then, then have the darn bubble bath and get a, get a glass of wine if that's your thing. And and do it, you know, in your your current bubble bath. Maybe it's not a jacuzzi or it's not, you know, this 5,000 square house, you know, dream house that you want, but bring in aspects of your dream life into your current life right now, because that will, that will reduce stress. It will um, just increase joy, increase, you know, uh, that's, it'll raise that vibration. That's what, um, what we really need to do is try to, to raise that vibration um, and have more joy and love and peace in our lives right now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a huge point because, you know, when I started this journey, I, I was using my, my daughter, my daughter's desk, her, my four-year-old's desk. That's where uh-huh. I started with this whole thing. Yeah. And to look at what my office is now, it did not happen overnight. Right. It took little acts of saying like this is what I want I'm gonna work towards it and you know it's not just like you stepped in the door and you have this brand new house it's right it's taken a little bit it's talking to the kids to say what if I take 
your playroom and you guys move your toys in your room. How would you guys feel about that? You know, it's yeah. those little things to, yeah, turn your current reality into what that you're dreaming of and, you know, celebrating those little things along the way. Yeah, you can always paint a room and decorate a room. Like, I love the beach. Now, that I don't want to live at the beach. Um, I would love to have a beach house, maybe, but I, I like um, having... I, I like living um, kind of out in the country with some property, but I love the beach. So my living room is is beach, it's beach theme. It's uh, um, turquoise, and I have you know different beach things on the wall because I'm bringing that beach to me. And I live out in the country in kind of like a farmhouse, so it's not even you know the same theme or anything like that. But it makes me happy when I walk through there. Um, you know, when I see the the beachy things on the wall, it makes me smile. And, you know, I think that's that's just what we need to do is find what brings us joy and, and somehow bring that into our life in any way that we can. Definitely. I love that. I, lo- I love this conversation. Well, Kara, how can we find you? Like, and, and do you have... Um, you said you're not a coach, but but do you have clients or tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your business? Yeah. So, um, my big passion right now is my podcast, which is float activity with Kara Dempsey, and you can find it on all the platforms. Awesome. And right now I'm just trying to get the message out how women can tap into how they best operate. And the most ways that I use that is human design, understanding how that is and helping women understand their cycle because the biggest misconception is, well, the biggest thing is we're expected to do all the things all the time and we're not built that way. Yeah. And so I think if women can just understand, embrace how they're built instead of forcing themselves to fit in a different box, whether that's through their human design or their cycle. And I'm just trying to get that message out and, um, my one thing that I'm working on right now is actually making interactive human design charts for people because I feel like it's an overwhelming thing. And I know that I would have learned much more about my chart if I could click on the different parts oh, and yeah. understand what they meant. So that's my big thing that I'm working on now. I love um, that, Kara. I think that will be so successful because when I look at it, there's so many little boxes and nuggets and I'm like, you know, you're right. I, I know a little bit about it, but um, not enough. And I think that, you know, I, I'm, I'm a smart gal, so I could learn a little bit more about it if there was, you know, like you're talking about, you could click on something and it would explain it and expand it. And um, I love that. So so definitely I'm giving you a thumbs up with that um, project. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of people saying that they would like that. I would like to take the same concept and do um, natal charts with it as well for astrology. And just, you know, helping people just figure out who they are and embrace it. And so if you're just trying to look to find me, I have my website, karadempsey.com. I have been recently kind of making my way through TikTok. So if that's your thing. Awesome. Uh, my, you dan- do you do the dances or no? No, no, da- no oh, dancing okay. here. No dancing awesome. here. Um, that's, it's, it's Cara Dempsey dot, or it's Cara Dempsey for um, TikTok. I am on Instagram. I'm just not, um, you know, pre- present on there. It's not my yeah. place where I show up. So 
gotcha. Yeah, and I will I will post all the links. So thank you so much, Kara. Um, it's been a pleasure, and um, I've loved having you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me too. All right, bye bye.